you're worth it. <laughs> you must have seen that. I I didn't think of that, but that was a good choice. I like it. <laughs> it popped up again the other day. Uh, it's always a killer. He has got uh, he has got the hair for it. Luxurious locks. Indeed. I think he's got braids in this one, doesn't he? He does have braids. He has braids. He have- no, I don't think he has braids in the first one. But I think yeah. it's his first braid outing. Bra- braid the braidening. Hello, people. Hello. Good day. So, uh, if you hadn't a guess, we're talking about Thor: Love and Thunder. I think you mean Thor Four, starring Four. Four Four. They should have done this in 4D. They should have done, and they could have had Thor Four with Gore. Oh yeah, Gore's in it as well. Yeah, and uh, um, Viking Law. Viking Law. Yeah, and lots of doors. There are a few doors. There are probably a few doors in there. There's probably maybe some boars. Boars? No, as in the animals. Boars. As in the animals. I don't remember Damn. there being boars. Shit. <laughs> There'll be like some sort of boar race of people in it. And there'd be. Nah, I can't think of Yeah, you've extinguished. <laughs> you've exhausted that line. <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome to that damn film show. Welcome back. It's, uh, it's a little bit toasty. So uh got a nice shaky, icy drink right there. Shaky, icy. Just, just, just the microphone. And I have an IPA, which is probably nice. a bad choice. <laughs> probably going to be quite warm soon, but screw it. It's a cold IPA, so, you know, we're all right. Uh, but yes, uh, this week we're talking about Thor 4, Love mm-hmm. and Thunder. Came out on... By the time you hear this, would have been a week ago. A week and a day. Yeah, eighth of eighth of July it came out. Mm-hmm. No, yes. Yeah, eighth of July was the main release, but it came out in the UK on the seventh, which is when you yeah, saw when it. I saw it. We actually saw it separately. Saw it separately. Someone but... else has seen Pearl Jam. Yeah, mm. and the Pixies. Wasn't it? And the Pixies. Nice. Damn good time. And uh, our collaborator, who has been on the show once before, Benjamin, was meant to come, but he got the plague known as COVID. No, he He's got the plague. Oh, okay. He's saying it's clo- COVID. COVID? He's say- that's, he- the clo- that's the next Cloverfield film. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, saying it's COVID, but it's, it's just the plague. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, less embarrassing if he says COVID. So he missed it. Yeah. But maybe one day he'll listen to this podcast and be like, oh, I missed it. But he'll probably see it like I was going to say, by that point, done. he'll be fine. But, you know, he'll still always know that I saw it first, Ben. And I saw it second and first. And he saw it second first. <laughs> I just realised I'm drinking from my Viking horn as well. You are? Oh, that's fitting. It is very fitting. And I'm, um, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> does <laughs> he, he does wear, wear shorts. Probably does at some point. Yeah, when he has, I think, with his guardian scalp. I mean, scalp he's, a, he's Australian. Does he even know what his trousers are? No. I mean, probably just a completely foreign object to them at this point. Yeah. Um. But yes. Uh, the socials as usual. We've got facebook.com forward slash that damn film show. Twitter.com forward slash damn film show. And Instagram is. With lots of underscores. Lots of underscores between the words of that damn film show, as is tradition. Yes. Uh, see, yeah, I'm synopsisation. Synopsis, synopsisation. <laughs> that was a Sean Connery. Synopsisation. <laughs> so, set. I guess, like. No spoilers so, now. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's set pretty much a f- several months after Endgame. Mm-hmm. I guess he's spoilers for Endgame, but you should have watched it by now. Um, been out oh yeah, years. I just meant no spoilers for this one. Oh yeah, uh, he's in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, then we see him get back in shape, which was in all the trailers and everything. And then we basically go on to a story with. Uh, Natalie Portman, which you'll know is back in the film, and her getting the powers of Thor, which you'll also know is they did show in that in, the films, in all the trailers. Uh, which, if you've read it in the comics, she's known as Mighty Thor in it, if I remember rightly. Yeah, like I think Thor's just Thor, isn't he? In the comics, he's not like yeah the yeah. magnificent Thor or anything. Well, he is magnificent, he is but magnificent. no, that's not his title. And uh, it's basically big adventure of it's kind of a romantic comedy, I guess, in the sense of that it's like. Thor meeting back with um, Jane Jane Foster. Couldn't remember her name then because they kept using different names in the they, film. They kept getting her name wrong, didn't they? Um, and that's pretty much all you need to know. It's it's a fun adventure. It goes through space and stuff. There's and axes. Time. There's hammers. There's, uh, there's a new villain. There's a new villain played by Christian Bale, who we'll get on to. Mm-hmm. Um, Korg is in it. 
Well, it had to be. And uh, I think all of Tyker's signature characters from Ragnarok are in it, really. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, they are, aren't they? Because you've got, um, is it Mitch? The alien thing. Yeah, yeah. The one and... that th- he thought was dead at the end of Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he thought he'd sat on him. Or Mick or something. I can't remember the character's name. And Valkyrie's back. Valkyrie's back. Uh, only Hulk's not in it, I don't mm. think. And I guess Hulk would be, well, he'd be on Earth as Professor Hulk still at the moment, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's got his own agenda. Yeah, he's got shit to do. Places to be. <laughs> They're all very busy people. Exactly. I mean, their scheduling conflicts must be horrible. I mean, that's probably why they can't help each other out. I mean, remember in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they said that superheroes don't actually get paid? There's no way they're not getting paid, because how the fuck do they afford to do anything? Mm. Maybe Thor was getting paid with the Guardians, because they're true. paid, aren't they? Because they're like bounty hunters. Well, I actually watched... Um, you know those little shorts they did of Thor between Ragnarok and its release? Yeah, Team, team Thor, is it? Uh, team Thor, and it was Daryl, I think he's hanging out with. And he tries to pay his rent with um, Asgardian gold. <laughs> so he must be pretty rich as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess if, I guess for Thor it's a bit different because he's a god, isn't he? Do you know that there a is... A demigod? S- yes. Yeah. Do you know there's No, he a is sequel. a god. Yeah. He, Star-Lord's he, a demigod, yeah. sorry. Do you know there's a sequel to those Team Thors, which is Team Daryl, and it's after Thor has left... And it's him trying to get a new roommate, and Jeff Goldblum's in it. No, that sounds amazing. I haven't watched it yet. But it's on Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the synthesization you need for it. If you know, pretty much the trailer is showing all that really. Hmm. You um, know, you said it was a rom com. I, I guess it's a rom com action as well. Yeah, it's an action rom com comic book movie. Hmm. It's definitely got the very similar style as Ragnarok, um, although it's a little less. How could I describe? Ragnarok. I guess Ragnarok is very 60s comic, whereas this is maybe a little bit later comic. It's like, it's still really colourful, yeah. but it's a little bit darker than Ragnarok. Oh, you mean in terms of storyline? Yeah. Yeah, because there is death and destruction in Ragnarok. It's quite a lot, actually, mm. but I think the pace is always keeping it quite light, mm. whereas this definitely goes a bit darker because it's just taking more time to focus on those dark things. And visually, there's a lot more actual darkness mm. and w- which will explain speaking of ragnarok this is slightly off topic you know the new god of war is called ragnarok mm. you've seen the special edition comes with thor's hammer <laughs> no that <laughs> was that like 300 quid probably yeah but still that's very cool uh, yeah i'm pretty pumped for that game i like the first one yeah um but yeah that's that's the synopsisation. um what did you think of it i really enjoyed it mm. it's really fun um and it's got some really interesting moments in it yeah it uh it definitely blends comedy with darkness quite well yes and a lot of reviews says oh the conflicting tones are conflicting i don't say they think they conflict at all it just gives kind of a it's like a constant balance between the two of darkness and well like marvelly comic bookiness yeah i i can kind of see their point but at the same time i think well, it's still a Taika Waititi film, so you'd be disappointed for that argument if you said, well, if you took out either, it, mm. it would be disappointing. Because if you took out the comedy, everyone would be like, well, what's going on? It's a Taika Waititi film. Yeah. But if you had no darkness, I just think it would it would then be Ragnarok again. Yeah. Because this is very similar in style to Ragnarok. Although Ragnarok did have some darkness as well. It did, but... It, Maybe a bit less than that. Yes, and it wasn't as kind of, I guess, it wasn't as emotional. I yes, guess. yeah, and and but I think the problem is if you took that out of this, it would make it a less unique film. Mm. I think this stands up on its own feet a bit more because of that. Yeah, because of characters like Gore and because of what's going on with Jane's character. Mm. And I quite like uh, his character is like a slightly happier version of the End Game Thor. He's back in shape. Mm. But he's still quite goofy. Yes, which I quite like because he gives him a bit more fl- gives him a bit more flavor than just being all. Se- he he's more serious in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. although in this he gets more serious towards the end. Um, but uh, I think they still had a really good balance of his character, and it fit the the themes and the tone of the film. So. Also, I do I do agree that as a whole, MCU maybe needs to go darker in certain mm. uh, characters and films. 
but I don't think this one is the one to do, it. Needed to do it. No, no, because Ford tried that with Dark World. And it considered one of the worst Marvel films. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think when if they come round to doing Daredevil again, that's when you need to do yeah. it. Yeah. Or if they introduce certain characters like Blade, for example. My only concern with Blade is if they try and put in goofy humour. Yeah. I don't think it would work there. But for this, because of Ragnarok... And because of like the foundations that Tyke has laid, I yeah. think it's it's absolutely fine. And Thor hasn't been the really dark character, other than in Dark World. Even the first Thor, he's quite goofy. Yeah, it's it's more that just what happens to him when you objectively look at it. He's had one of the worst journeys out of all yeah. of the group, like, just because he's got bad luck. Like half of his people being slaughtered. In, yeah. In and Infinity War and stuff like that. I guess as well from a kind of looking at Norse and Greek mythology perspective, it is always quite tragic. And there's a yeah. lot of, I mean, that sort of, yeah, there's a lot of death and morbidness. And orgies. And orgies. <laughs> well, that's that's the lighter side of it, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I do want to point out a few things mm. that I don't think worked. Because I really enjoyed it, but I don't think it's perfect for mm. it. But most of my criticisms are again like Doctor Strange, where I think it's more a what, and I don't know if this, maybe it is Tyker's decision, but it feels like the stuff they're obligated to include for the bigger picture. Mm. And I think it's in regards to, I won't talk about too much to not give it away, but you should know that Guardians are in it from the trailers and from sort of the end of Endgame. But the first sort of half an hour or 45 minutes is good but it does feel a little bit rushed <coughs> mm, yeah and i think it's a bit montagey it's a bit too montagey and i liked it at first because they have a bit where it's even in the trailer where korg's talking to the kids about the legend of thor yeah apparently it's a reference to mad max 3 <laughs> and i i kind of i can see why because i watched mad max 3 again the other day so that's enjoyable but they do it a few times yeah and I feel like maybe at the start, maybe they should have had that one later because they use it twice. Yeah. Instead, show him traveling around with the Guardians. Have it doesn't even have to be that. long bits. But the the stuff with Guardians was very rushed. And considering it was made a big deal out of at the end of Endgame, mm. Thor quite quickly returns to New Asgard and is back with Valkyrie again. Mm-hmm quicker than i expected yeah and again it's not that the scenes are bad it's just that the pacing it takes a while to get into the groove of the pacing and i, I always feel like at the moment the marvel has this strange conflict where the films do feel like they are impeded a bit by the bigger universe i'm not saying they should get rid of it but it's this the set once the self-contained narrative kicks in between Thor and Gaul. That's when it gets Thor and Gaul, That's when it gets really interesting. And I think but the again, it's the same as Doctor Strange. Wonder and Strange are awesome. Mm. But some of the other stuff which is world building <clears throat> is a bit slow. Yeah, it's like if you want to include that fine, but maybe you need an extra ten, fifteen minutes to flesh it out. Yeah, I don't know why they've suddenly gone, let's make all of our films shorter. Yes. I don't get that. Because like they they can they've seen that we'll happily go watch a two hour fifty minute long Spider Man movie. They've seen we'll go watch Avengers for three mm. hours. We we I'd I'd happily have watched Doctor Strange for another twenty thirty minutes. Could have easily added that. They're like and as they've said before, a lot of stuff was removed. And I bet it's the same as this. I bet there's scenes. That, in fact, they have already said there's some scenes that were removed. Oh, okay. It's like well, yeah. Know, it feels like we were spoiled with Endgame. And yeah, I mean, they took their time. Don't get me wrong. If a film doesn't need to be longer and you don't see any benefit in making it longer, then don't make it longer for the sake of it. But if you're removing stuff that you really want in it just to meet a certain runtime, then don't keep it in. Exactly. And I think it's when you compare it to Ragnarok, Ragnarok, in my opinion, is slightly tighter mm. because Ragnarok's pretty much self contained. Yeah. I mean, it does reference the other four films, but more in parody form mm. with obviously the Matt Damon, yeah, the thing, that that thing and Sam Neill. But it's it's very much focused on Thor. And then they but and when they do bring in Hulk, he stays there for the rest of the film. So yeah. it, 
it feels natural. Thor Ragnarok felt like a Thor Hulk film. Yes. Which is the, yeah, they, there's, I and mean, obviously Thor gets slightly more screen time, but there's enough of Hulk for it yeah. to be like, oh, okay. Whereas this, I think maybe there should have been a bit more Guardians. Mm. Not a lot more, just a bit more. It felt like they could have had a bit more of a scene together mm. than what they had, but. Um, but we won't go into too much on that. But yeah, yeah it's it's a shame how they did it. But I suppose it it almost feels like <clears throat> they could have had like a like a half an hour short on Disney Plus before this film came out with that sort of stuff mm. and called it as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, definitely. It it does feel like it's jumped a bit. I also wonder what the hell happened to the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I thought it was going to come out like last Christmas. Maybe that was the original plan. It would have been like as Guardians Christmas special because that would have been that. That's exactly what is needed. Mm. Just a little bit to bridge that gap. Um, before, because yeah, it does very much feel like oh, here we see four with the Guardians, and now he's leaving. Yeah, Uh, which you yeah, it was a bit jarring. Mm. But the film definitely gets tighter as it goes along. Yeah. And the bits it does well, it does really well. Probably one of the most satis- satisfying in 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 a good well, obviously it's a good way, but the the ending was one of the better Marvel endings as well. Yes. I thought. Um good solid ending to it. Um good action in it, some good fights, and yes, some of the best humour in it as well. I I can't decide if this or Ragnarok is well, I don't know. I think this probably has better jokes than Ragnarok, and Ragnarok has some really good jokes. I um yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I haven't seen Ragnarok in a while, and I would need to see this again to give it proper judgment. But they're very, very, they're so close that I think either is the right answer, sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's nice that they feel like akin to each other. I was I was saying, wasn't I, before we did this, that I think the perfect Taika Thor film would be if you put these two films together. Yeah, because for my money, the villain gore is one of the best villains in the MCU. Yeah, he was awesome. And I did like Hela, but I think Gore was better. Hela was good, but she, I don't think she quite got enough screen time. She was mostly just standing around until the end. Yeah, whereas Gore is pretty central to this. Yeah. This has, um, on off the back of that, this has one of my favourite uh, pre... So the Marvel logo, the pre-sequence before that. Oh, yeah. I really loved how that film started. Yeah. Which is, again, probably why I was a little bit, like, off-put by the pace. Because it's quite a slow opening. Kind of reminded me of the start of No Time to Die. Yeah. It's like the pre-credit sequences. It doesn't (coughs) rush. It's, like, nice, Mm. effective opening. Goes into the Marvel. And then the bit after Marvel felt a bit rushed. So I think that's maybe where... But then once, obviously, it got onto Thor's storyline properly... Mm then it it i did really enjoy it how did ragnarok start uh him <laughs> it just went straight oh to yeah the with humor, the demon with the demon that it was awesome though. it was brilliant yeah but that was very much just full-on comedy wasn't it i would probably say ragnarok had started ragnarok didn't really have that pacing slump at the start no i'll give it that it's maybe slightly more ragnarok but yeah i agree um anyway uh that's pretty much enough on any story we'll talk about until spoilers just jump on to acting mm. we'll start with uh mr hemsworth yeah he's great yeah he's uh, he's you can tell that so a- after um dark world he was talking about not doing any more after avengers because he just wasn't that interested but then he did ragnarok with taiko atiti and loved it so much and then loved how his character went after that with him in endgame and everything it was like no 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 i'm I'm sticking it, sticking around now, and you can tell he loved this film. He possibly doing this form film even more than Ragnarok. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. He looks like he's a great time. Yeah, he's committing to the role. Uh, he's quite a good serious actor as well. Yeah, and there are po- points where he has to. Yeah, there is dramatic bits mm. in this film. Yeah, no, I I thought he was really good. There's also a specific storyline, which, um, for spoiler sake, I can't go into, but it felt sort of like he wasn't acting because yeah. because that's kind of like oh it's really oh what do you mean say. like at the e- towards the end yeah and yeah, bit, yeah, yeah and bits littered throughout basically probably where he is in his life as a man mm. it kind of they've kind of integrated that into the film 
I has, assume that's what they've done. Yeah. It felt like that. He has great chemistry with every character he talks to. Oh, about. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, they, he's perfectly... All, all of the actors have matched with him perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Tessa Thompson is Falcon. Valkyrie and uh, Taika Waititi is Korg. Korg. Um, he didn't have as many funny lines as he did in Ragnarok, but he was still funny. That I agree with that, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, with Natalie Portman as well, that was very well done um but yeah that he he's only getting better as thor and i'm glad he's sticking around for more he's well there's presumably going to be another one after this i reckon this is another trilogy he'll do this is the start of the second trilogy and there'll be another two films or thor was the start of like a refresh of the trilogy and it'll go from there but i i think he'll do two more it would be it'd be strange though wouldn't it because he's only like one of the only originals left yeah because i know hulk's in it but i have a feeling hulk's gonna give the mantle to she hulk and bugger off basically because hawkeye did that with um well he's sticking around as well well hawkeye yeah, yeah he's still in it oh i thought he was just giving it to i reckon Bishop. it might even be a hawkeye season two at some point oh, okay um, but, they're, but they're, they're gradually giving over yeah mantles, whereas thor has definitely stayed on the longest yeah and i think that's good because to be fair thor makes sense because he's a god it doesn't really need to go anywhere. That's true. <laughs> yeah, physically. Yeah. And also, there is a specific storyline in this which does kind of require him to stick around a bit mm. longer. Definitely. Um, uh, Natalie Portman? Yeah, good. Yeah, she was really good. Um, when, when they announced that she was going to be Thor, I was, was kind of worried how they were going to I was kind of worried they were just going to replace Thor with her. And I was like, "Ah, eh, you've got so much. You you've made Thor into a really good character now. Don't chuck him out the door yet." Thankfully, that's not what they're doing. Chuck him out the Thor. Don't let the Thor hit you on your way out. In Thor four, um, yeah, but she she's great, and you can tell. Like with the first two Thor films, I think she admitted in interviews that she was like, "I didn't really like my character in it, and that's why she didn't come back for Ragnarok." But obviously she got given a much more interesting role for this and she put a lot of commitment into it. She's she's had the Taika Waititi treatment as well. Her character is not like out of this world different from the first two films, but she's much more comedic than she was in the first two. She is. At the same time, I think she's probably one of the more serious characters out the lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I kind of like that because it... It's not like they're trying to force comedy out of her. Mm. It happens when it happens. It's it's here and there, but they're not trying to make her like Korg and kind of constantly have one liners. Yeah, she I, she is still fairly straight. Yeah, I did like a few of her um, attempts at catchphrases. Oh well. yeah, that that, that bit was great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, really good. Uh, I don't think Natalie Portman's ever really done a particularly bad job in anything, really. I would say the Star Wars prequels. Oh yeah, but everyone, apart from Ewan McGregor, (laughs) I mean, he even he, but he even he looks. Yeah, actually, his acting is pretty bad in the original. Like it's it's a lot. Revenge of the Sith is good, but the other two are shit. (laughs) But his, I was talking to my friend Joe about this, or Joe was talking to me about this, and he was saying that uh, Ewan McGregor's acting in Obi Wan is a lot better than oh, yeah. the prequels. That final episode was fucking it fantastic. Makes a lot of difference when you know you've got a better, better setup. Yeah, and Star Wars obviously a lot of people ultimately when you got a better writer director. Yeah, <laughs> which is most people. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, not going around, but I just don't think George Lucas is that good of a writer. He can world build like nobody's business. Oh yeah, yeah, but he's but he can't write. He's character. not a dialogue yeah. writer. Well, he think he's. Actually, I'll say maybe he he can kind of write characters in the sense he can go, he can get the the outline of a character down and give them like a purpose. But he's not very good with personality, and he's not a good director. Well, this this is the problem. <laughs> if even if you come up with a really interesting character, if they've got really wooden dialogue, yeah, you just won't believe or invest in that character. Like with the Indiana Jones films, he wrote and Spielberg directed, right? Well, Lawrence Kasdan wrote. Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh. and I can't remember the other ones. Oh, I thought George Lucas wrote them. Oh, wait, he just wrote the fourth, it. didn't he? Did he write the fourth? Yeah, that I think it lot. might have been the fourth. There you go. George Lucas has made we should listen several of the worst films ever. Recheck our Kingdom of the oh, Crystal Skull God. one, but I don't want to listen to myself talking about no. the film I hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Natalie Portman, good. Uh, let's go on to... I was just going to say also, she had a really good uh, character arc, yes, storyline. Yes, her storyline was really good in it. What you were saying about... Because I think everyone was wondering how was she... How are they going to explain her becoming Mighty Thor? Yeah. And a lot of people were probably thinking it's going to be a different version of Jane. No. But I noticed in the trailers... They do They do recognised each other. Yeah. And... and she, because uh, she even said, "How long's it been?" And I, he knows the exact time. I do like the way that she says, "It's been like three, four years," which for her technically it is because she blipped, oh, okay. as they revealed in Endgame. So it isn't then. Yeah. Isn't. So, so for her, she's she's guessing roughly about right for how long it's been for her, but for him, it, he it's didn't blip, longer. so it's been longer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um the way they did that was a lot better than just doing the cop out of. Oh, it's a different version of Jane. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked. Which they, yeah, if they they could have pulled from the multiverse and done that, but thankfully they didn't. Yeah, it's, it, they very much did the... Because obviously Jane is one of those characters that got sidelined mm. and it just sort of disappeared. And there's either two things you do, you just kind of leave that. Or if you bring it back, you got to do it in the right way. And I think they they brought her back in a good way and sort of developed that continued to develop her and Thor's relationship really well yeah which was you know it's got to be done right exactly and I, th I think if anything that was probably my biggest concern going into it mm. like they need to get that right and they I, I think they did do that right so. yeah thankfully Taika Waititi's a good director writer as soon as we're doing also it does mean that She's pretty kick-ass as well. Yeah, she put in a lot of effort for the muscle in this, that's for sure. It's actually quite cool because obviously they do make a joke in this that he's going to form another team. Mm. But he kind of does because there's... It's not really a spoiler, but him, Valkyrie, and um, cool. Mighty Thor... My, and Mighty Thor and are, ...are involved in a few fights. Yeah. And it looks really cool because the three of them are sort of utilising all their powers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Taika Waititi next is Korg. Korg. I mean, he's he's playing Taika Waititi like he always does. Yeah. But it's funny. It's entertaining. So you can't complain. They do something funny with um, his physical design, like halfway through. Oh, yeah. And it's actually also a, I'm pretty sure it's part of Norse mythology. Oh, with uh, the, yeah, with the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which we can talk about in spoilers, but it's it's just a cool little thing. They do some physical comedy as well as yeah, like dialogue comedy. He's not in it a huge amount. No, he's probably in a. He's probably about the same as he was in Ragnarok. But I kind of like that because that's actually no, slightly more than Ragnarok. Because yeah, he's around he's, he's in it more because he's part of sort of. I think the main focus is Thor, Mighty Thor, Valkyrie, and Korg. Yeah, but I think out of sort of who gets l the most lines, he's probably the least which makes sense because he's directing he's, yeah he's, he's also more of the comedy relief character yeah, as well a side character yeah uh tessa thompson she was very good i felt she was a bit overlooked yeah she was less utilized than in ragnarok that's mm. for sure i mean again i suppose with ragnarok it isn't just thor's story it's thor's it's hulk's and it's hers which they play on this it is very much thor and um jane, jane foster's story which is fine. Not every film needs to focus on every character. But no. yeah, she could have done with a couple more scenes, I think. Yeah, because if... Yeah, exactly. It felt like um, there was one scene between her and Korg where they go a little bit into it. But it never really extends more than that. Maybe, I think, a bit more focusing on her as the new king of Asgard. Yeah. But that's, again, to do with the fact that, that was near the start and it did feel a bit rushed. Mm. Um, again, she was good. But a little bit more screen time, maybe. Yeah, couple more f involved in a little bit more of the fights, maybe as well. Yeah, but she, she did have her moments, but maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, other big actors-wise or big character-wise, there's not really any, I think. Just Christian Bale. Oh, of course, Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale. Uh, pa Christian Bale. Oh he my was God, pale. he was Christian Bale. Very in pale. This film. Uh, yeah, he's great in it. I mean, I. Has he really played a villain in anything else? Uh, well, American Psycho, arguably. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's American Psycho. But, but do, you mean, do you mean like kind of comic He's kind of an antagonist in that, isn't he? Because he's not... He, he is a monster, but, but he's, got he's, reasons. he's the main character in that. Whereas in this, he's the he's a 
he's in terms of his position within the story he's the stereotypical villain but with a good twist as well yeah as in like you're you're not following because he's usually the main character isn't he yeah uh yeah i don't i can't think of another one but either way he was fucking great in this film um was very good very very good version of the character and (laughs) this is quite a funny thing that they kept talking about on people keep talking about online is some people are annoyed that in the original version of the character he's missing his nose and Tiger Watiti did come out and say if we do that he looks too much like Voldemort and it's like fair enough probably would <laughs> that's interesting as well because with his performance there are a few points where he gets very Ralph Fiennes yeah but in a good way because the thing is he's he doesn't overdo it he's quite subtle yeah but there are points where he sort of amps it up yeah, he goes a bit theatrical. He in goes a, good a bit way. theatrical, and it did remind me a bit of Voldemort, but yeah. I would say in a good way because I think if he'd have played it completely straight, especially in a in a Marvel superhero film where everything else is quite large in the life and a little silly, mm-hmm. it would have looked odd. Yeah, uh, but he he was quite creepy as well. Yeah, he, got, he had the right level of creepiness. He's often like a shadowy figure with throughout it. Um, his makeup and makeup is really costume good. was awesome. Yeah. It's probably my favorite thing about that film, actually. Mm. Yeah, they they have the uh, costume design in this film in general was really good. The color palette, <clears throat> yeah, it was, was beautiful. <clears throat> and there's a scene you would have seen some of this in the trailer where it's all black and white. That oh, was that really was cool. amazing. And then like when light was in the film was in the scene, it would bring back the color of the things it was lighting up as well, which was awesome. Which weirdly saying about Mad Max 3 we were watching Mad Max Fury Road and it does the same thing in one of the night sequences mm. the candles show the colours again yeah yeah no that that was really it's got a really vibrant palette but it's nice to see that Tiger's well the the whole team <coughs> are also using grayscale effectively yeah so it's not just colour but and they have the colour of rainbows in other parts of the film like with the the what's it called the bifrost mm, yeah yeah it is contrasting yeah but i think it, it is kind of is deliberate maybe yeah i think it's deliberately a contrasting film with the you know not only the color palette but the tones and that's good mm-hmm. yeah too too much whining about this film online though i, I, I don't know why because it's it's an entertaining film i think people were expecting too much from it in terms of like connections to the marvel universe like this isn't I mean, I don't know if people count this as spoiler or not, but it's not really that heavily connected. It's not like there's going to be big moments that completely change the MCU from this point forward sort of thing. No, I, I think... It's just a more self-contained Thor movie. And know? that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah. Because the, the I'd say the bit with the guidance at the start is the is the most heavy bit yeah the biggest connection it has and then <laughs> this like obviously the po- obviously the post-credit scenes yeah. because they, they do need self-stuff but it is quite self-contained. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Like, uh, people—I don't know why people have got it in their heads that every film needs to connect to every story and keep the like the overarching story of MCU going. And it's like it'll keep going. It's not going to suddenly stop, and it is going to build up to something big. Not every film has to have this massive connection. Doctor Strange didn't really have that big of connections to other things. It was more fan servicey, and there is some, but nothing major. Yeah, and I—I th- I think. I argued the total opposite. I think that when it does lean into fan service too heavily and it leans yeah. into connecting, that's when it actually gets weaker. Mm. I did like the cameos in Doctor Strange, but definitely fan service. It it, it it felt a bit too shoehorned, and it was nice that like the sequence was cool, mm. but obviously a they revealed a character in the trailer, which was annoying for Doctor yeah. Strange. But B, it just didn't have the same impact as No Way Home. No. Because I think once you, that's a one trick <clears throat> pony in a way. No Way Home, No Way Home, even though there was leaks, never officially showed anything. Whereas with Doctor Strange, why they showed Xavier in the trailer is beyond me. They could have completely cut that. Even if they hadn't, <clears throat> I think it is once you've done it once it loses mm. its impact i mean that would still would have been awesome but yeah obviously with what happens to those characters in doctor strange it's not as impactful but. i i don't know i just think it, it grows old quite quickly mm. like you don't need to always do it yeah um like you uh, maybe to stretch it out more like there's a good cameo in wonder i'd say wonder vision yeah but i think it is nice when they don't do that 
all the time and i'd yeah, say this doesn't do it yeah this, yeah, doesn't, this doesn't i don't do think it, it does it at all no not at all which is what's probably a good thing um that's it for actors uh just as kind of like honorable mention russ russell oh russell crow we do have to he, he's he's not in it much but he is hilarious in it. He's very funny. His accent's fucking terrible, but funny at the same it's, time. It's deli- I don't know. It's, I think it's deliberately bad. Yeah, sometimes it's not. But yeah, he's definitely playing it up. Playing it for laughs. Yeah. But he's great as he's, yeah. he's absolutely great. Yeah, I can't really, can't really fault him. He was just a, a good laugh. Throughout. That whole sequence when yeah. they go to visit Zeus feels very Taika Waititi. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a, there's a there's a character I won't say who they are until the, until the spoilers, but there's a character in that scene which is the the specific god that I told you said about earlier. Mm-hmm. This made me laugh because it's so out of place. <laughs> but yeah, overall he was good. There's not really any other side characters. Um, there are there are three. There, sorry, there are four people in it that are absolutely hilarious, but it is a spoiler. And I don't want to say it because it's one of the funniest things of the film. Mm. But I really enjoyed that. And it's something that has been done before, but it was really <coughs> funny. Mm. So we can mention them, but I think we have to say that for the spoilers. In that case, we'll finish off with cinematography, music. I I do like the soundtrack in this film, but there was just too much Guns N' Roses. I don't it, think it was even those too much Guns N' Roses. I think they just overused Sweet Child of Mine because they played that yeah, two or three I think times. Yeah, two or three times. Like, don't get me wrong. They could have played Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> they could have played Highway to the Danger Zone after our Top Gun watching the other day. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that it's a bad soundtrack, but I think he his love of Guns N' Roses maybe dipped in a bit too much. I think he could have pulled other bands that may be similar or other 80s bands just... I think he uses Guns N' Roses about five times. Yeah, because Sweet Child of Mine several times. Like, well, it's not that much, but if you compare it to Ragnarok, he uses is... Led Zeppelin twice. Yeah, which is great because mm. it's once at the start, once when he comes in at the end, once at the Rainbow Road. Yeah, and I think that was perfect. And then yeah. the rest is kind of that sci-fi eighties score. Yeah. Whereas this uses Guns N' Roses frequently <laughs> yeah i think a bit more score work because the, yeah. the score's cool yeah well. yeah um so a bit more of that would have been nice Thor four score is four. Oh christ um sorry i'll odin <laughs> but yeah uh that that was the only real complaint i had about that side cinematography is good some quite cool shots in it um especially in the um monochrome section which we won't say what that is but yeah there's yeah. it's a, got a beautiful color palette yeah um the fight scenes are good they mm. are good and i think gore's powers are really cool yeah so the way he he basically utilizes shadow mm. and it's very creepy and very good interestingly in the comics the that symbiote as in venom symbiote oh, okay which is quite interesting Obviously, they couldn't use that because fucking Sony. But <laughs> I kind of prefer they didn't. Though. I could prefer they didn't as well. Would have been interesting to see, but it it would have been confused. I suppose it would be gods fighting it. But it, I do it, like it's an interesting thought. At least it is, yeah. But I do like how Gore feels quite original because I think even his designs different from the comics. Yeah. Um. So it's quite nice to see a totally fresh character mm. and played so well. And he had good motivation as well for Gore. Mm. yes yeah definitely it's again solid choice it's again the killmonger scenario sort of mm. he is a villain but he's not yeah and there are other characters i'd say the gods come off worse in a way for me yeah i think oh i think that's what it's aiming for yeah. yeah which i like because it's going again back to greek and norse mythology where the gods are basically complete pricks yeah and they're always doing nasty things to each other or people. Yeah, so. the the Greek gods aren't like Hercules, the Disney movie. Let's put it that Neither way. Neither are the Norse. Neither are the Norse. Um, but cool. That that's pretty much it. It's a good cinematography. Music needs a bit less Guns and Roses, but overall it's good. Yeah, otherwise. the music was good. Yeah, it was just like oh. when you compare it to Guardians. Yeah, they have obviously about ten different songs, and it wasn't as good as Ragnarok soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I suppose we just need one more person's opinion. We do. Yeah. I think I already know what it's going to be. Oh, I think, yeah, we're going to have to use him, aren't we? Oh, maybe we're not thinking yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, well, we'll... Uh, maybe we could have two. We could. Well, uh, I'll get the older... Oh, I don't know. Wait, hang on. That was already... Hang on. Oh, screw it. It's what is this? Amateur hour? I know, right? I'm pulling the curtain the wrong way. You ready? Three, two, one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Yes. We just realized as well that we didn't mention the Screaming Goats who were. we. Uh, I was the same as you when I saw them in the trailer and they first came in. I thought, oh, this is going to get old fast. But they thankfully use it sparingly and mm. it is funny. It's kind of like that thing. There will be people that moan about them. People moan about the Polks from Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. I didn't find them annoying yeah, at all. They're funny. Fucking... I mean, it's a clever way to disguise puffins as well. That, yeah, that is the reason they did it, isn't it? But I thought yeah. they were very funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it... That was a good gag. I think the I think the problem, just to go on a slight round here, problem with Star Wars is is that everyone seems to think it's for them. No, it's not. It, it it's technically a kids series. It's just you watched it as a kid and you're now forty years later and still watching it. <laughs> That's why it's still for kids. I mean, yeah. it's obviously not entirely, but it was initially for that. It's a family picture. It's not meant to be for adults. As I such. mean, yeah, and you could probably argue the same thing with Marvel. Yeah, the MCU is the yeah. MCU is meant to appeal to everybody. Yeah, you know, it's that's why they they're doing so many cultures and so many, you know, like with Miss Marvel and stuff like mm -hmm. that. They're trying to appeal to everybody, which is fine. That's what that is. What Disney have always and always will do. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, because there were points in this where I did think maybe it's getting a bit too cookie cutter. Mm. But then again, it's a Marvel film, so... But then there's a point where a hammer goes through an alien's face, and that was pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> For every cookie-cutter moment, there's a bit where someone gets an arm chopped off. Exactly. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're going to jump onto spoilers in a second, so if you haven't seen the film, yeah, you time to exit, or take your headphones out, or pause, or... Fuck off. Whatever, or fuck <laughs> off. That's always, that's always a good option. Fuck you very much for listening. I mean, thank yeah. you very much for listening. And uh, we're we're about to go into spoilers of Thor four with no Thor four of four and other stuff. I don't know. Just in there. Thor with some gore and three. some doors. Two, one. Spoilers. Right. What do you yeah. want to kick off with? Uh, we're trying to do it in order. So Guardians of the Galaxy are in it for like ten minutes. <laughs> like yeah. it's about that. Um, That's what we were saying earlier, wasn't it? It was needed more time. Yeah. They, it's. It's not necessarily that. Yeah, they, they. I think they needed a bit more time, but I think the rest of the film needed the time it had. So the film did need to be longer, <laughs> definitely another twenty minutes. And I felt the same about Doctor Strange. It's not that it feels cut off; it just feels that the pacing is like, quick, get the first half an hour out of the way, so we've got the rest of the time for the rest of the film, because the rest of the film doesn't feel rushed. But yeah, the first half hour does. Um, yeah, and it. <clears throat> I mean, you could argue that ragnarok was uh, i think it was only two hours as well but <coughs> those earlier phases didn't have as much to no. cover so if you've got more to cover i mean that's the reason why infinity war and endgame yeah are so long because it's gonna cover they're gonna so have characters. to get longer films i mean to give you an example of how rushed it is like uh, mantis has i think no lines yeah i think she just like makes a noise at one point that's about it this is the problem like <clears throat> i saw it with dan and he was saying i didn't really get the chemistry between thor and the guardians mm. and i <clears throat> said yeah which is odd because they're perfect in yeah. in endgame they suit each other <clears throat> massively I mean, the scenes together are funny but this is not enough of them they are but it it's only really him and star lord yeah and they have a really funny bit but oh. they didn't i was like where is thor and drax yeah where is thor, thor and drax would be perfect Thor and Rocket. Yeah, after their endgame chemistry. Well. The f they had a fight scene and they're all just staring at Thor. Mm. And it's like that was the time when they should have been doing something. They could have had like a cool scene. Drax should have them. said a silly line or something. Yeah. yeah. There's more that could have been used there. And it almost feels like maybe Taika Waititi didn't know what to do with them. Maybe. Maybe he should have got James Gunn on board to help him or something. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the first bit. Then we've got Jane Foster. Uh, it's Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Same story as the comic. She gets cancer. 
And Is which, that the same story as a comic? Yeah. Um, I think in the comics it cures her completely, but in this... Shit. She, she dies yeah, at the yeah. end. Um, <clears throat> it's quite brutal because her cancer like really gets dark after a while. Yeah. Um, which is probably where people were saying it's conflicting. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite, like I said before, I quite like that, but it is sad how, like, you know, like Thor, they, they do get back together and then she dies at the end, which was quite sad. And they have yeah. a really good emotional scene at the end with it. Hmm. Although, interestingly, that scene at the end with all the water. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jane, not Jane Foster, Natalie Portman keeps saying that she loves that scene but she can't get over the fact that it was filmed in a parking lot <laughs> i don't know how but apparently that's where it was filmed well it must have been green screen and yeah i don't know why they would have done it in a parking lot but yeah. there's i'm guessing that's where what unless it's another scene but she says one of the biggest scenes in it is filmed in a parking lot but she says it's a really pretty scene so fair enough um but yeah, that that was a really good story, and I was worried at the end when the post credits comes up and she phases back in. I was like, "Don't bring her back to life; that'd be stupid." Mm. And then it's like, "No, she's in Valhalla with um, Heimdall." Yeah. Heimdall. Um, <laughs> I think they should have. It would have been pretty gruesome, but imagine if they put Lady Sis' arm just in the background. <laughs> no, they should have done. <laughs> it would have been great. I mean, that would have. I, I don't think that would have been particularly <laughs> gruesome. They could have done it in a Adams Family style yeah. way. That'd been great. Yeah um other spoilers wise uh it's kind of a spoiler but with uh gore's daughter uh her well this bit is a spoiler of her becoming thor's daughter essentially (laughs) god they should have picked a more different name yeah um who is chris hemsworth's actual daughter Mm -hmm. which is which is why i think their chemistry at the end was was brilliant yeah it did seem very like, authentic and I, I did love the way at the end as well that they're clearly setting up like she's going to school and it's like no no they're gonna run out and kill a load of people <laughs> yeah that did fool me actually yeah i did think it seems it seems very um <coughs> suburban yeah um apparently his son's the kid running through the woods as well when it shows. uh yeah his son is when he's going through the yeah. age uh, one of his other children is one of the children in the cage. I did wonder at that because obviously there was a lot about kids in this film. Yeah, in fact, a lot of the cast kids are in there. Taika Waititi's kids are in there. Are they? Um, Natalie Portman's kids are in there. Uh, it does feel like a very paternal film. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to do with the kids. Mm. Uh, although the line, although it's really dark, was really funny when he said, we're not, uh, we're not going to eat the kids. We don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, he said, we'll bring the kids back and then we feast. We won't we'll feast, feast on, on the, the children. We don't do we that do anymore. The, like every bit he added it's was dark funny. <laughs> that awkward humour to Thor is what was so good in Ragnarok. Yeah. And they definitely continue that. <clears throat> um, what else is there? I quite liked what they did with the hammer and that it reformed in the chunks yeah, and then split wicked. apart. <clears throat> All the weapons were really cool. I liked um, even Zeus's Thunderbolt. Yeah, really cool. I loved his like fucking about with it. <laughs> <laughs> like bouncing oh, over yeah, things yeah <clears throat> yeah that definitely was um i th- i think i do see what people say about the conflict i think for a while you have to sort of acclimatize to it yeah because in ragnarok it's kind of there more clearly from the start but once you acclimatize to it 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 then becomes a riot yeah I think, after that point and maybe it's because the last few films, although Doctor Strange and No Way Home have had humour, I think they were a bit more darker. Yeah, especially Doctor Strange. Yeah. This is the funniest one since. Oh, yeah. Which was expected. What's the last funny one they did? Like, properly funny one? Uh, I can't think, but that's probably the last. Yeah. It's like the most recent sort of going, leaning much more into the comedy. Um other spoilers wise hercules shows up at the end because thor tries to kill zeus with his own lightning bolt but he survives it mm-hmm. and then he's bringing hercules in who's a fairly big actor but i can't remember what he's yeah from. i recognize him i recognize him as well um and that's pretty much it yeah i think I so think anything else yeah i'm not sure what um i think it's just going to be war of the gods next it seems yeah. like that's building too um I do wonder when the fourth one will be. One thing they have to be careful of with how many characters they've got now. Fifth one. Uh, the fifth one. Is not having 
too long between films because mm. the amount of films that they're going to have to make but that they're making now is what probably eight or nine characters that are going to be getting their own films and all this jazz um i don't want to wait five years or something for the next one or six years or something for well, when did ragnarok come out that was the one before endgame uh, before infinity war 20, so 2018 17? 17 18 time i think it was 17 oh yeah because 19 was endgame so yeah 2017 that's five years between ragnarok and this which is not bad because of how much else you get out there but they kind of have the problem of they start running into because they've got kind of everything's moving in real time in the sense of you know it's been a year since it's been x amount of time since endgame it seems to have actually have been that amount of time in the films if you made it that in five years time hercules finally shows up what the fuck was he doing for five years yeah. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing they're gonna have to be careful of is don't worry about making everything continuously stick with real life time they're meant to be in 2025 now which is fine but you don't need to make a year equals a year in the marvel universe so you know i think almost it down a bit because i was surprised that thor was going to carry on I, yeah i thought that this would be a very much i mean it it's because of the way the plot unfolds but i thought he'd be given the mantle to jane mm-hmm or give it to his daughter or you know there'd be something yeah. else going on and obviously he gave up his throne to uh, valkyrie i think a better move because i do like four but four films is quite a lot i think it might be better to do an iron man and just have him in team up films mm. although it's interesting that he's the first character to get a four yeah mm. yeah definitely um but i think <clears throat> maybe just have him from now on like the other characters being a bit of a mentor because yeah because there is a certain amount of we need to make way for the new characters and i don't mean that <clears> in a harsh way but that's <laughs> their design mm. they've decided to do that i mean they make they made a new avengers at the end of avengers 2 yeah so, and that never happened <laughs> yeah exactly but they're, they're they're always definitely looking to bring in new characters they got a new hawkeye they got a new hulk yeah. they got a new captain america so I, I think it would maybe not be a great idea to do another thor film hmm. maybe have him just as more uh he's there but he's slowly what, gonna kind of fade into the background i do wonder what a story for a fifth one would be mm. but interesting to see yeah that's pretty much it for you it's pretty much it for the film indeed yeah, it was enjoyable that's pretty much it for this port this pork cast <laughs> uh god oh well, uh, thank you very much for listening yeah i've been phil you. i've been dan and uh remember to go watch well you've probably seen it if you're hearing this bit but remember to watch thor 4 with some gore and some doors and some doors some viking lore and en- enjoy the viking lore and the norse lore and goodbye fuck off